Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey guys, I got a special guest today, Dr. Adel Eldon. He's been in private practice in Florida for over 20 years. He's a board-certified cardiologist. His work is known nationally for patient advocacy, senior rights, education, and community outreach. He is a proud recipient of many prestigious awards involving the Best Small Business of the Year, First Humanitarian Award, and special recognition from President Obama for serving the community, to name a few. Dr. Eldon is an entrepreneur who has been working on solutions for the healthcare crisis involving low quality, low cost, quality healthcare model, and also founded Florida Medical Tourism in spring of 2012 to help ease the global healthcare needs and always putting patients first. He speaks locally and internationally with putting an emphasis on bringing the heart back into medicine. Doc, welcome on the show. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Awesome, awesome. So how'd you get into cardiologist? cardiologist? How, how'd you decide <laughs> to get into that? Uh, this is a long story, but uh, basically, um, I, I always uh, been fascinated uh, by the heart. And, and uh, you know, ironically, it attracted me more than anything else. I always want to be a doctor, but uh, which which kind of doctor, which way to go? Uh, so cardiology has always been a, a fascinating field uh, to me. And, uh, you know, so I, I got a early start with a lot of uh, research um, and um, basically attending late rounds, uh, you know, grand rounds, uh, case reviews. Uh, and, uh, you know, with all that have to do with the, uh, the angiography, the cardiac cath, and it was uh, really uh, got me more uh, into uh, into the field. So I kind of uh, in the initial training during the internship and residency, I, I put all my electives into cardiology and uh, I, you know, dedicated some time into research. Um, and I even had a uh, one year fully dedicated to the clinical research uh, in various aspects of cardiology including something called local drug delivery. We're talking about the early 90s. And uh, this was the preload of, um, of getting the stents. That's what you, you know now 
that metal mesh that keeps the artery open, that treats your blockage, yeah. the kind of state of the art. So this has all uh, come from the work uh, that I was part of. Um, it's called local drug delivery, where we um, know that uh, something called angioplasty, just when people uh, blow up a balloon into, into the blocked arteries, and, uh, you know, it, it helped, you know, with the getting the blood flow established. But uh, the problem is after six months, um, within the first six months after the intervention, you know, uh, the blockage can come back and, uh, you know, symptoms can come back with chest pain and so on. So that was Achilles tendon uh, of how uh, the, uh, this blockage could be fixed. So there has been many. Uh, ways to approach this phenomenon with, um, uh, you know, you go and shave the plaque, uh, cook the uh, the plaque with, um, you know, heat, um, thermal angioplasty, or uh, drill through it, you know, especially with the calcified plaque, um, you know, with the uh, rotational atherectomy. Uh, you know, all these are been different approaches of how to conquer the plaque. But the only one that really worked uh, is the, the scaffolding effect of the stents. And then if you have a uh, drug coating uh, of the stents, uh, that will inhibit the cell replication. It's like almost localized cancer that happened at the treated site uh, to prevent this uh, you know, blockage from coming back. And bingo, all the trials that across the Atlantic matched data um, over the US and over um, in Europe um, and showed uh, a consistent data uh, of uh, a remarkable uh, impact of the stents um, on, on the um, patency of the arteries, on symptoms, on um, you know, much less um, need for um, re-intervention and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, I was very uh, intrigued uh, during this uh, you know, early, uh, you know, uh, trials that, uh, that got the FDA approval into getting the stents uh, to be treated in, in uh, people uh, who have coronary disease here in the United States in 94. And that was a, a landmark uh, uh, event uh, that got uh, uh, this uh, exciting um, world. Now we're into maybe the fifth or sixth uh, uh, generation of drug-coated stents uh, that's smaller, that has uh, much better uh, trackability that can basically uh, be uh, deployed in arteries that could be uh, at a bend or it have, uh, um, you know, some calcification or uh, it has also ability to be visible and seen rather than getting lost, which happened in the initial yeah. stent. So there's, there's a lot of great stuff that happened uh, since then. And uh, I'm very glad that, uh, uh, you know, I was a part of that uh, along with all the, um, transition from the club busting trials that we used to do for acute heart attacks into the yeah. stent, into the heart attack therapy. So, yeah, that's absolutely incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So, uh, so now we know how you got there and then what got you to do, uh, go off your, on your own and do your own private practice and be entrepreneurial in that regard. Yeah, for 23 years now, I've been serving Tampa Bay area. Um, I believe that, uh, um, uh, you know, I always, uh, you know, uh, uh, enjoyed uh, and uh, independence and uh, ability to uh, 
um, you know, have effective um, uh, operation uh, that way to help uh, my patients and to be able to um, make uh, the right decision for their management and so on, uh, rather than that kind of being told what to do and so on, and may not be in the best interest of patients' care. And um, you know, this is this is how uh, um, you know kind of uh, navigated uh, through the um, the initial part uh, uh, and everything was great till the basically the first uh, you know world economic crisis that happened back in 2009 uh, and that you know that was a, a transformational uh, you know uh, time for me and what happened with that I uh, I knew uh, that you know I'm usually 10 years ahead so I knew that uh, healthcare has got to change there is no way that the current, uh, you know, uh, system will, will continue because healthcare is a huge part of the, of the economy and the system of the acute uh, care. Uh, and you just, you know, kind of go, you, you get sick, you, you go to the hospital, you get a spot fix, and then you go out, it's called sick care, will not be able to, you know, basically uh, be sustainable. Same thing, the payment, same thing for, you know, reimbursement, same thing. Uh, for the, the way that we approach. And then when we compared, uh, you know, U.S. Uh, healthcare data compared to, you know, the rest of the world, we're number 38. We're the big spender in the world uh, money-wise uh, for healthcare, but 38 uh, in ranking in terms of, uh, um, you know, healthcare cr- uh, criteria. So and what what's the major, like, where are we at now? And then what did you come in and want to change? Sure. I wanted to, number one, be able to take care of my patients without spending half of the day uh, worrying about uh, the, the patient in, in showing up in my office. And I cannot see, sitting in my waiting room, I cannot see because uh, there's no uh, pre-authorization uh, for me to see the patient, especially um, in, in, in so many other, you know, bureaucracy uh, that have basically uh, drained uh, the staff and, and everybody uh, dealing with this um, uh, situation. And of course, the payment, uh, non-payments and delayed payments and, and, and you know, um, minuscule uh, payments, all, all these things uh, the, for service have been delivered in good faith. And then you have to, you know, get, you know, denial and delay, uh, you know, all, all that stuff uh, through the third party after, you know, having 40% of your daily uh, time and effort just uh, you know, chasing paperwork and so on. So that, yeah. that led to 80% burnout uh, of physicians here in the U.S. And I figured, well, we're, I'm thinking solutions now. Yeah. Uh, because things are just getting worse for the consumer and things are getting worse for the provider. So I, I figured, why well, we go back the old-fashioned way, direct contracting for healthcare. Us and the patient directly, you know, um, me and the patient, um, who know me and the normal quality and, 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 you know, trust, uh, because that's a huge uh, impact. And then we could prove also that we could save them. Now we have in our model seven to $10,000 per person per year. I started first after two years of, uh, uh, research and development, putting it together. It was a low cost quality healthcare program. We started uh, also in the city of Tampa, um, um, having uh, for the non-Medicare retirees for three years in a row, uh, being offered as an option uh, for, you know, uh, 
basically the the uh, firefighters and cops to have an an you know a choice uh, if they want to do that and then divide you know designed a very um, unrivaled uh, prices uh, that is incredible uh, saving uh, like I said seven to ten thousand dollars per person per year compared to uh, what they were doing in traditional uh, way of uh, coverage and then yeah. zero out of pocket cost really. Yes, no co-payments, no deductible, uh, no uh, pre-authorization, no uh, denial of pre-existing condition, because that, that was a huge uh, issue also for a lot of my patients. And um, uh, no referral necessary. People can just go the old-fashioned way and then uh, can come and en enroll and, and be treated. Um, and then I made it also age-specific. Uh, yeah. So no, no one size fits all. Of course, the older the patient gets, you know, there's a little bit of increase, but the the prices are all um, in, incredible. And then uh, I also worked with the legislature at the same time, uh, going to Tallahassee, presenting in the healthcare of um, um, for subcommittee, uh, and really offer people for small and medium sized businesses because they could not, um, you know, sustain the cost of of you know healthcare for their employees and so on. And if they want to retain some good employees, then you know, then um, they, they, they can't. So they lose the good uh, uh, employees because of uh, failure and uh, inability to afford coverage for them. So that's, that's kind of where we... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's amazing. And what inspired you to really do... Like, I get that there's people solving pain, but I, one of the biggest distinctions that I like that you did is that you look for the solution. A lot of people will sit there and complain. And like one of the biggest things is focusing on the solution, not the problem. So I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a very, very uh, challenging, tough roads. Uh, I know the, you know, it's not uh, something uh, at the time was popular. Um, you know, that uh, changes status quo and, and, and so on and, and, and offer people uh, some sort of a, a different uh, pathway uh, for their healthcare needs. And, um, you know, I had a lot of uh, challenging, um, you know, uh, issues and so on and so forth. And, and um, I went and I had so many community educational events just to let them know what's out there, uh, those who cannot afford uh, the traditional route of uh, coverage and, and then offer them some uh, alternatives. And um, again, working with legislature, uh, I'm very uh, proud of state representative Danny Burgess, who's one of, of the heroes that uh, that I've been uh, working uh, with. And, um, you know, you try once and it didn't go through twice, three times, but kept um, uh, trying till finally in 2018, on March 23rd, uh, the Governor Scott uh, signed it into law, the, the oh. direct contracting for healthcare. You know, direct Maybe. primary care as as alternative um, mainstream um, option to folks if they wanted to do it rather than going through the you know traditional um, you know insurance because of all the complaints uh, and and, and uh, uh, things that people you know, uh, could not afford it and the denials and this and that. So uh, uh, that's when the transition have taken care into pronto care at that point in time. 
to offer people that, uh, you know, really historic achievement uh, uh, in the state of Florida uh, that I'm so uh, proud to be a part of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at this point, in the state of Florida, anybody who is interested could use this service or no? Yes. Uh, uh, actually, you know, the, this, you know, <laughs> the, the challenges never stop. So after, uh, after that, of course, you had to kind of um, re, re, get, uh, get that uh, uh, new um, look, if you would, with pronto care. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, getting, uh, getting uh, kind of transformational uh, changes. And, yeah. uh, you know, with, this was going back to, you know, 19. 2019, um, uh, after, you know, uh, starting Proud to Care 2018 as a continuation of Brooksville Cardiology, which was, you know, the previous 20 years, then, uh, then we had to come across, you know, unfortunately, COVID pandemic that have changed everything. And now people, because of uh, concerns about the infection and travel and this and that, the face-to-face physical you know, um, approach has been a, a challenge. So again, uh, that was uh, a big, um, uh, you know, I would say uh, uh, you always look at the challenge as an opportunity. That's why I try to, you know, <laughs> uh, get the positive end of it rather than getting the, the, the negative part of it. Um, and uh, we said, okay, well, uh, that will open the doors now to really go into, you know, telemedicine and uh, try to really reach out. Then anyone in Florida or beyond, uh, you know, looking for, you know, uh, pronto care services or want to be in, uh, enrolled and have, uh, you know, uh, take advantage simply because in Florida, it's very unique that we have uh, millions and millions of people, not just you know, in Tampa Bay area that are snowbirds that they come and um, maybe um, stick around for the winter months Yeah, uh, from New York and Jersey and so on and, and other parts of the nation when it's cold that they come here and spend, uh, you know, six months or so, so that they could have this one, you know, encounter, which could be physical, but then once it's established and patient established, then after that, everything could be done online and done uh, and through, you know, um, you know, uh, phones and videos and other things uh, that will make uh, things for the patient so easy to be able to get their care in a convenient way. They already established the uh, the relationship. We already have the the trust factor built. We already know that uh, we're advocating uh, for our patients, and now we really also transform the healthcare into disease prevention, wellness. And prevention of you know going for people to go, to go into this acute uh, fixing um, you know of the problem and then sending out and not really doing anything uh, you know so they're going to come back and back and back. Well, maybe that was something from the past, but now I believe uh, you know we tell people uh, what to eat, how to eat, um, you know, healthy, stay away from bad habits, um, you know. Uh, uplift them, uh, especially with COVID, um, you know, stresses and challenges, a uh, long list of things. So we try to support them uh, in every possible way. So yeah, there's, there's work in yeah. progress. Huh? 
yeah, I was saying a holistic view, like being proactive with it, making sure the people are in the right direction. So I guess with, I, I know your time short, um, I guess one last thing that I'd be interested in is, uh, uh, obviously you're a cardiologist. So what are some things that the general public could do to be proactive about their, their heart, their care? Very good. Very good. Um, I will, uh, you know, the answer is not stents, you know, like, you know, I'm just saying with that now, uh, there are a couple of trials that have really changed the landscape of the way that we thinking, uh, it's called courage trial back in 2007 was published in the England journal of medicine. And then the other trials, uh, came and confirmed those findings, you know, medical therapy versus stents, the same outcome for chronic stable coronary artery disease. So now we have to really rethink the way we, uh, you know, we're doing things. Uh, it's not always going to be the mechanical intervention, but it's going to be how to change diet, how to change lifestyle uh, by, you know, more exercise, by more um, uh, uh, relaxation and get rid of the, the bad habits, smoking, alcohol, vaping, hookah, all, all the toxins of, uh, um, even the high energy drinks for young folks now lead to heart failure. Uh, oh, wow. so, and unless and until people take care of their immune health, uh, and, and that's going to be the key uh, to prevent people from getting infection with coronavirus and, and other infection, because unless you have a strong immune system, that is, that is um, you know, um, going to be the key factor uh, for not only survival, but also for quality of life and chronic diseases, uh, you know, uh, which constitute 90% uh, or more of the healthcare. And I know people think, well, vaccine, maybe it's, it's a good thing, but it is not the, you know, the, the whole, you know, uh, story uh, because people can get still get infected um, with coronavirus, even if they got the vaccine, if their immune system is weakened. Uh, so tell people, you, you know, to to keep away from the toxins, eat fresh uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, stay away from processed meats, stay away from um, the things that, um, you know, um, yet will harm you, um, you know, excessive energy drinks. Uh, this is definitely going to, uh, you know, harm uh, a lot of uh, young people in particular because they're really... Uh, think that, okay, I got vaccinated, I'm home free. So um, that that is uh, a transformation in the way we think. Uh, don't wait yeah. for them to happen, but be ahead and, and be proactive in your own health, which is really uh, more important than wealth. Uh, that, that's, that is your um, uh, most important commodity right now is your health. Absolutely. And I think I really enjoyed how you made it so simple. It's exercise eating healthy foods, which aren't processed meats, vegetables, fruits, and being on top of your immune system and being proactive. So I love that. And stay away from toxins. <laughs> oh, yeah. No toxins. No alcohol. No, no alcohol. No smoking. No vaping. All that. Be aware of it. Be conscious of it. Make, make the decision for yourself. Very good. Um, and so the last thing. Where can people learn more about Pronto Care and learn more about what you're doing? And if they're interested, how do they get involved or reach you? And yeah, I made it very, very simple for consumers because this is really what my passion is. How anybody is looking for help and so on. 
just go to www.prontocare, one word, P-R-O-N-T-O-C-A-R-E dot C-O, not dot com, dot C-O. And then you go and uh, based on your age uh, group, you can uh, read the contract. I made it very simple, simple, plain English. Uh, actually, English and in Arabic, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for folks who wants to know about it and read it. If you like it, you can just go ahead and go to PayPal, you enroll. And once you're enrolled, then um, then you can uh, basically, uh, you know, call to make an appointment. And then we'll, if, uh, you know, we'll uh, see you. Like I said, you know, uh, it's needed just once to kind of establish a physical exam and a relationship. But then after that, everything else could be done remotely, you know, on, on you know, telemedicine or phone or, or video or, you know, other, other ways that uh, people when even travel all across the U.S., uh, as long as they part of the pronto care, you, know, you see this with the you know snowbirds and others. Uh, you know, someone you know, came here and then he, you know been established. Uh, they go to uh, Alaska. They you know have something and they do you know take care of it. And then they go to visit their grandkids. Um, um, you know, in in uh, Chicago and they get a red eye. So we could you know. So there's a lot of things that uh, we we help you know thousands, literally thousands of patients. Um, to save them money, which is a big issue right now with the economic um, downturn, uh, you know, that, that coupled with, uh, you know, coronavirus and loss of jobs and income. Uh, I feel for people and I help them. And uh, there's two more um, uh, important aspects of uh, you know, pronto care uh, that I want to share with you before I go uh, that, that's really very unique. Number one, you are the owner of your data. Nobody is going to share that data with anyone without your permission. And you, you know, um, in this way, nobody can sell it and, and make money out of it, uh, you know, or violate the privacy or anything like that. So that's that's very important uh, factor to protect your data. And then um, number two, uh, we also help the community. So we give 5% back to help basically fight hunger, you know, you know, uh, because we have. 65 million hungry American women, children, seniors, and veterans. So this is one way that we bring the heart back in medicine, help the community, and also fight not just disease um, and um, you know uh, hunger, but also fight crime uh, in in the community uh, just just by giving the the you know the food back and helping people. And we were very. Uh, proud to get involved in, in many uh, projects, so we're basically delivering tens of thousands of meals, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, we just want people to be uh, um, you know aware that there's a, a simple option, a very affordable, a very quality, top quality option, uh, and now we're trying to make it also uh, very high tech and accessible from your phone anywhere you may happen to be with ProntoCare.co. Awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the link. And it's been awesome. Doc, I appreciate you coming on. I think this has really been informative. And thank you. I appreciate um, the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that... We'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.